0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Game Changers experience with myself, Adam Strong. I'm super pumped, I'm super energized as I always am. I just wanted to take this uh, this opportunity really and again say thank you so much for listening in today's episode. I thought I'd do something a little bit different today and you know I was on Clubhouse the other day and in fact it was only yesterday and I seemed to be asked the same questions. So I thought to myself, do you know what, maybe there is a Maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to dedicate this particular episode to those guys. So what we're going to be doing today, what we're going to be talking about today actually is we're going to be talking about virtual events, virtual summits, virtual conferences, whatever you want to call it, right? So I really wanted to delve in deep here about how you can leverage virtual summits, virtual conferences about how you can effectively grow your business, right? So some of you know, or some of you, most of you don't know, we ran a, our first virtual conference last year, which was in when was it? Oh, well, we came up with the idea in March of last year, uh, just as uh, COVID had hit. And one of the things that now, by the way, just want to let you know, I had I had zero experience when it comes to running virtual events because it's a completely different animal when it comes to running live events. So if you are in kind of live speaking event space, or if you're if you've been part of any live events, they're very very different, right? And so virtual events, are you've really got to understand a number of key fundamentals. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through, I'm going to give you a checklist, I suppose, of things that you need in order to run, create, and absolutely smash the ball out of the park when it comes to creating a virtual event or a virtual summit. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna share with you my step-by-step guide, whether you wanna take it or leave, it's entirely up to you. But if you are thinking about running a a particular virtual event, uh, whether it be a small one, a big one, whatever it might be, okay, then what I would highly endorse you to do is make sure you've got your notebook and pen handy because there's a lot of information that you're gonna need to take into consideration. So, So let's get started. As you know, some of some of you know. Last year we ran our first virtual virtual uh, events, virtual summit last of eight last year. I do a lot of speaking from around the world. I'm an international speaker, so I speak in many different countries. But when obviously COVID had hit, obviously didn't happen anymore. However, one of the things I really have found is that the way that we connect here, me and you, through this. Recording as an as as an example is very different from a face to face conversation, right? It's very different from because you know the energy is different, the connection is different. Just the whole setup is is very different. It actually produces a bit of a barrier, which means you've really got to learn how to speak to people as if like I'm speaking to you directly, right? And it's exactly the same with virtual conferences, okay? Now, what I was going to say to you, let me just quickly tell you what I what I've done and what, what what we did as a team, or what we didn't do as a team, because I think it would really help you, especially if you want to run run these virtual summits with success, because most don't run success. So, back in March of last year, um, one thing that I identified um, as as a potential opportunity more than anything else for me, I love to see, I love to take things which are basically when everyone is in panic mode, right? If one is in fear and um, kind of running around like headless chickens, I see lots of opportunities. They just basically like my eyes just completely open up to a whole new world. And so one of the things that I really established or really found out that virtual summits, particularly in North America, by the way, um, and by the way, I'm not picking on my American and Canadian friends, but it was just kind of an observation. Um, is that a lot of virtual summits are done well they've been done for the last 10 or 15 years it's not nothing new okay but in countries like Europe okay um, virtual summits are very different you know the whole kind of embrace of technology is a bit we're a bit kind of late on in the game if you like right Um, and one thing that I learned about sort of virtual summits in North America is that they there were some good things to them, and then there were some lots so of good things to them. So the good things were is that they were generally they were very well organized. Um, generally, they had some good structure, and generally they had some good systems backing them up, which is you know there's some good foundations. The the things that I really kind of drive me insane, right, is one thing that I learned about virtual summits is that the virtual summit was always about the event organizer. It was always around their ego and about the fact that they're, you know, they're the big superstar and whatever it is. And that's very opposite to my core values. Um, I'm very much uh, from a collaborative perspective. Um, and I, I am a big believer is that the world has changed over the last, you know, especially in the last sort of 18 months, 24 months or thereabouts, it's changed because um, the way that we think and the way that we do things is slightly different. And and some of us have also had the opportunity to really uh, self-reflect, right? So so that was the opportunity. The opportunity was, you know, how can we create a virtual experience? I'm gonna call it a virtual experience because to me it's a virtual experience, right? A virtual experience, from a bit like running a live event into the virtual space, but being done well. One thing that I learned is number one, making sure that it's not about you. <laughs> really important. Like for me, when I'm on Clubhouse, when I'm sharing my my content with you guys, I genuinely believe that it isn't about me, it's about you, about how I can potentially help you. Whether you take my advice or, or not, it's entirely up to you, of course. Um, but you know for me it's not about me it's never it's never been about me um and i'm a big believer in the whole kind of universe thing right so the more that you give and the currency of today is about giving value the more value that you give to someone or the more value you give to um the more value that you give to the universe as such the more that the universe will reward you down the line i can guarantee it because it's happened to me twofold over and over and over again so um Was gonna say so we ran the first virtual event last year, and what were the big problems that we identified? Well, number one, we identified that people were in, in a place of panic, fear, and oh my god, the world is falling apart, right? So people reacting in very strange ways, okay? But we wanted to take a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that were in that place, right? From that place into a place of safety, security, and it's. And and the message was, it's going to be okay, right? It's going to be okay. And our vision was all about helping 100,000 entrepreneurs from around the world to help them go from this place of insecurity, fear, and uh, the whole world is crumbling to the place of safety. And oh my God, it's going to be okay. Um, It's not so bad. So we ran this, I came up with the event idea seven weeks to date and literally from idea to execution within seven weeks have a newborn baby by the way i forgot to mention that though i don't recommend that by the way <laughs> um and then um i was gonna say and then uh, and then we just launched in may of last year we ran it for 31 days solid 2100 people um but like i said that was just an example of what we did in our first virtual summit so what i want to do is i want to give you a checklist of the things that you need in your business okay uh that you need if you want to run a virtual event okay so I so hope you got your pens and paper handy because I'm going to be going through this list pretty quickly. Uh, we'll start with the first thing. So the first thing that you want to do is create a vision. What do I mean by a vision? Well, think about this, okay? A vision is a long-term, what's, what's from a longevity perspective? Like what is the summit going to do from a longevity perspective, okay? What is the vision? How do you encapsulate it? Um, how, do you, how do you see it? How is it going to make people feel at the end of the event, right? How can you envisage that? What is the result that you're helping your clients try them to achieve, right? What is it that you're trying to get them to achieve? What is, the, what is the big picture here, okay? What is it that you want to become off the back of that? So what is the vision, okay? That's extremely important. So point number one. Point number two is um, what is the event promise? What is the event promise compared to other events which are in your industry, in your um, in your space whatever it is okay what is the event promise what is the event promise to do so does it take um does it help them to increase their profitability by 20% as an example does it um help you to grow your team by 80% does it help increase productivity so what is the big event promise So normally there there has to be an event promise because if there isn't an event promise, then you don't have a a good strong value proposition, which basically means that there is no real reason for them to then give up their time because their currency is their time. So that if they're gonna give up their time, there needs to be a really fulfilling event promise uh, based on that. So you have gotta make sure that you've got a, a big event promise. Okay, so that's the second thing. The third thing I was gonna say to you is, study what works in your industry. And I kind of mentioned this before, I did some observation and some market research, right? But what works well in your industry? So for example, if you're in recruitment, okay, you know, are there many virtual experiences, conferences going on in that space? And if so, uh, what works particularly well? Is it that they're bringing in particular types of recruiters that have got a big influence? Uh, What's the core message? Is it the fact that uh, their clients find it very hard to acquire acquire very top talent. I don't know. so what I would do is look at what in what in your industry what currently works and if there isn't anything that you can compare by well guess what there may be two reasons for that. number one does it work? That's the first thing. secondly okay um, if, there, if if there is no one that's doing it, it could be an opportunity all right? So in our space of entrepreneurship and business, um, it's being done, but it, most of the time it's not being done particularly well. So there was the opportunity. So you can look at any industry, whether it be law, whether it be recruitment, um, whether it be an accountancy, it doesn't really matter. What are the things, what, what's, what's, doing, what's doing well in that industry that you could take from that um, and really kind of think, you know, what, what, what can we, how can we capitalize on this, right? So that's the third thing. The fourth thing, which, uh, which I think is extremely important, um, especially if you are on a bit of a a limited budget is how are you going to generate traffic? How are you going to generate interest? What is the plan of action? What's the marketing plan? So obviously there are two types of traffic. You have paid traffic and organic traffic. Um, the first time that we did first time that we actually did a virtual conference we just did organic traffic and how we drove that organic traffic is was actually through our speakers so we basically had an understanding between our speakers and we got them to find you know sign a really simple form that if we're going to do this together then we have to work together right that's the whole point that's the whole, that's how how a whole collaborative relationship works right so we basically created some email templates. Uh, we asked them to uh, basically um, <clears throat> put it out in the social media world at a particular time on a t- t- particular date, uh, and basically to spread the word, use their graphics, um, and provide them with the with the blurb. Because they're you know especially if you're working with influencers in particular, you want to make their life easy. They're busy people. They're giving up their time. So you've got to be really conscientious about what exactly um, what exactly that they can bring to the table and vice versa. Uh, so that's really, really important. Number five, really, really important. Number five is what do you want to get out of it? So what is the purpose of a virtual event or virtual summit? Is it to generate leads? Is it to increase um, is it to increase sales? Uh, is it to increase relationships or your network? What is the purpose of like, you know, <laughs> Not being funny, there has to be an underlying cause or an underlying purpose. So for us, what we wanted to do in our first virtual experience is that we wanted to create, um, we wanted to create more um uh, we wanted to build brand, which is extremely important, build more building a, a strong brand. Number two, um to formulate new relationships and partnerships. And number three, to generate new leads. Uh so there were three. Actual things that we wanted to measure, so we used uh, and we achieved all of those objectives. Um, and uh, a really good example of this, for example, um, when we did when we did our first virtual experience, we actually uh, I, I launched a podcast after launch for podcast. Uh, I was actually on the front of a front uh, front cover of a very re- reputable uh, magazine, business magazine in the United States. Uh, which has huge re- uh, readership as well, called uh, Business Influencer Magazine. So that was a really good, that was a really, um, that was a great opportunity. And it was all because we gave, we gave, we gave, we served, we serve, we serve. And again, it wasn't about me. It was about who we can serve, who we can add value to. So think about what exactly do you wanna get out of it? So that's that. Um, number six, what can you do to delegate? um out in order to launch it as fast as possible now the key now i'm not going to lie to you running a virtual experience isn't easy right especially if you're inexperienced we would did it we did it in seven weeks from idea to execution and i have a newborn baby but that's because i move very very fast and i'm wired very very fast um the best thing especially with you left brainers who are more kind of green analytical types of people Stop trying to perfect things, right? Stop trying to make things perfect. Stop trying to make things, because otherwise you're going to be, one year down the line, you're still one of those types of people that just don't get stuff shit done, right? I want you to just focus on the 80-20 rule, right? And delegate as much as you can. Try to not be a control freak, um, you know, and in, I know it's hard to let go, but at the end of the day, you're just not going to do this alone. It's physically impossible. Have mm-hmm. you right brain people that have shiny penny syndrome, right? one idea okay one idea one event promise and just go right you know and you want to get people involved especially in your team there are some basic people that you need in your team in order to make the virtual experience absolutely amazing number one you've got to make sure that you've got a great copywriter copyright copy is going to t- take out the most of your time uh, i'm no great copywriter i can tell you that for sure but making sure that you've got a great copywriter on your team is absolutely essential to get the message across so when you're creating that landing page in long copy form um a, a great copyright will be able to put it in a into a particular structure that will, will help um essentially uh should we say shape uh, your virtual experience and really kind of entice people as well so that's the first thing um secondly you've got to make sure that you've got a gr- really good graphic designer um i really detest um virtual experiences that have really got crappy marketing materials and and stuff like that you've got to have a great um and you, you know you can pick up really good graphic designs if you don't have access to one there's some great websites on there like fiber freelancer and stuff like that um make sure that they've got at least uh 10 five-star reviews um and you know just make sure that you've you've done your due diligence on these people uh to make sure that they're know they're ticking the right boxes and stuff like that so a graphic designer and number three ideally you don't have to it's not essential but an audio and video uh, editor so if you decide that you're going to turn uh the recordings or you're going to turn it into you're going to turn the recordings into a finished product or an mp3 mp4 whatever it might be if you're going to turn that into then you want to make sure that it's finished in the right way uh that you the great a great editor will take out the ifs the buts the stop words and stuff like that so you those are the three people that i would entice, entice you to have they don't have to cost you an absolute fortune um but again it depends on number one your budget depends on um where you're going to allocate certain funds and for those of you that are new to this and you're thinking to yourself oh this sounds a bit risky adam this sounds as if it's you know um it, you know there's a lot of work absolutely there's definitely a lot of work required there's 100 you have to go all in on, on a virtual experience because otherwise if it fails or if it doesn't work out the way you expect it to work out then you can turn around and say well did i absolutely go all in or did i not so for me i'm an all-in type of guy i don't dip my toe in and see how warm the temperature is right i actually go all in and that's it i'm committed Um, So that is the kind of mindset that you really need to think about. Um, So that's that. And then basic equipment, right? You don't really need huge basics, uh, huge equipment. You don't need like massive audio decks. You don't need to have like 15 different audio uh, studio lights. I was going to say audio equipment. You don't need to have all of those. All you really need is a really good microphone. That's extremely important. Really good lighting, okay? So it could be a studio lamp. It could be one of those desk lamps. Uh, similar to what we've got here, actually, um, you've got to have a laptop or a desktop at least, and a decent set of headphones. So those are, are really the basics that you really, really need um, in anything. The other thing as well, I was going to say is when you um, when we approach a lot of our influencers and we sold them on the vision, right? So with some of our people that we had in our first virtual event, we had Sharon Lecter, Jack Canfield, Dr. John D. Martini. Uh, We had like 26 other people as well, like really high end business leaders, thought leaders in their own industry, in their own right. So you really got to think like, how am I going to entice them to be part of what we're trying to uh, experience? Um, So um, and the best thing that what we did, especially with these guys, is that we had an understanding that they were to, uh, like I said, spread the message, get it out there. And that's how we, uh, and you know, and also you can play around with things like affiliate schemes as well. So we had a, an affiliate scheme that we set up on the first virtual experience and the second one actually. Uh, the first one went particularly well. We did sell uh, tickets to the, uh, the re- to, to the pre recordings and stuff like that. But again, it just completely depends. Um, just in this recording alone you know, I could be here for the whole day giving you a whole masterclass of stuff, but we just don't have the necessary, it could be four hours or 40 hours, we just isn't going to go into depth or detail enough. So I hope that gives you some ideas about how to create a really powerful virtual event, virtual experience uh, for your industry or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, this is just like the snapshot. I'm just telling you from my experience about what's worked for us, what didn't work for us, uh, what could potentially work for you. And again, um, have a really clear intention of what specifically you would like to get out of a virtual experience, um, because it is a. It, honestly the rewards can be extremely high. Uh, but again, you've got to be prepared to put the work in. That is all I'm gonna say on that one. So listen, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I hope I've been not been babbling on too much. But if you have any questions, by the way, feel free to reach out to me or my team. And we'll try and get back to you as, as soon as we can. My big ask for you for today, by the way, if you are on social media, whatever it is, please follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, put a, a um I was going to say, put a put a personal note. Just say, I listen to you on the podcast. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's build a relationship. I'm all into relationships and collaborations, as you guys know. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed today's um, amazing episode, and I'll see you back again on the Game Changers Experience. Have a fantastic day. See you soon. Bye bye. Hey, you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights